Sharks from the South Park Podcast. Sharks from the South Park Podcast. Cast Park Podcast. Sharks from the South Park Podcast. Outcast Shark Sharks from the South Park Cast. Sharks from the South Park Cast. Podcast Shark Pod Shark Park Park Podcast. Sharks from the South Park Podcast. Podcast Shark of the Podcast Shark. Podcast Shark. Pod. South Park Podcast Shark. South Park and South Park Podcast Shark Fun Podcast Fun Podcast Podcast Shark Shark Fun The South Park Podcast Shark Fun Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm your host, Bill. Before we go, or before I go any further in this show, um, I want to bring up something. And one thing that I feel, if if you don't, if you have, if you're not on our Facebook group, um, then you don't know what I'm about to talk about. But if you do, you already know what I'm going to bring up. Um, one of the things about hosting 
a podcast for me or, you know, in a group or whatever is the responsibility to let you all know up front anything happens. If anything happens, let you guys know ahead of time instead of going through like a snake with twists and turns, the lies and lies and lies that eventually lead up to the truth. Um, as you guys have heard over the last several months on this show, I have been doing this episode, or the some of these episodes by myself. Um, Fro would be on every once in a while, and, um... That's because he had been busy with his job, with his work. Fro and I, we had a conversation. He was the one that brought it up. And he decided, under his own power, that he could no longer do the show. Which, I fully support his decision. Um, This was, like I said, this was his decision. Um, I did not know this was coming, but... Uh, you gotta understand that, you know, we both have busy lives. Um, I'm an aide working in an elementary school classroom with special needs kids. Fro works in computers, and computers takes up a lot of time, and I know that because my brother-in-law also does technology, also works on computers. Um, it does not mean that you know, Fro will never be able to come back on the show. He absolutely can. The door will always be open for Fro because it's Fro. He, Fro is one of the biggest supporters of this show. You guys have no idea how big of a support he is of this show. Um, when I wanted to do a TV podcast talking about old episodes of, you know, shows... South Park was on the very short list of shows that I would, you know, consider. And Fro was basically the driving force behind having this show happen. And, you know, because of his love and his passion for South Park, this show ended up happening. And... I mean, you'll still hear him on that wrestling show if you guys listen to that show. Um, But Fro is somebody who really, really loves South Park. Just loves the show. Um, We would have great conversations. And you know what? I will be perfectly honest with you all. It was worth... Because... you know, some of these shows, they get recorded weeks ahead of time um, before. And that was another of his ideas, was, you know, to rec- instead of doing one episode one week at a time where they'd have to be up the day of, he came up with the idea of doing, let's do two, we'll have them in the can, you know, that's a old entertainment cliche, have it in the can, and when it's time for that episode to come up, it goes up. So, it's because of him that I do that for this show. And I absolutely love doing that idea. It saves me so much time. Um, I will be honest, it's going to be weird 
not having him on this show anymore, doing the podcast, this particular one. But he's, you know, like I said, we all have lives. And um, I would sacrifice my Friday afternoons after work to get home to join Fro to record these shows. And I wouldn't have done it any other way. So, and I know Fro's going to continue to listen to this show. And I will say this to him many times, but I'm going to say it on here um, publicly. And that is, thank you, Fro, for everything you have done for the Sharks Pond uh, podcast. Thank you for what you've done for this show. Um, You've made me appreciate South Park a whole lot more than I ever did uh, at the beginning of the show. And uh, we've, we've gone on quite a fun ride uh, about this little mountain town called South Park. And, um, you know, like I said, it's just going to be weird not having you on on a weekly basis, but... Like I said, the door is always open. If you ever want to, you know, come in, say hi, feel free. Um, feel free to do so. So, this week, because, uh, you know, Fro would have wanted me to go on. And that's what we're going to do. Is I'm gonna, This show's going to keep going on. Um... This week's episode is a very good episode, in my opinion, um, because the episode this week that I'm going to be talking about is the new Terrence and Philip movie trailer. That is the episode that will be discussed, and I'm going to have my thoughts um, throughout this episode. You know, the, the, the process of the show is going to stay the same, obviously. So, um... Let's not waste any more time. Let's get into this week's episode, the new Terrence and Philip movie trailer. This episode originally aired on April the 3rd, 2002, was written and directed by Trey Parker. Now, this episode begins at Stan's house, where Stan, Kyle, Carmen, and Butters are gathering up the snacks, and they're all very excited. They're very excited. We don't know what for at the time. But then, real quickly, we find out why they're excited. Because they're gonna, you know, they're gonna watch a TV show, which I'll mention in a moment. And tonight, during this show that I have not mentioned yet, they are going to debut for the first time the brand new trailer to the new Terrence and Philip movie. Pretty easy why the name of the episode is what it is. So anyway, so the only way that they can do this is they got to watch one show. That's all they got to do and go through the commercials. And the show that they have to watch is Fighting Around the World with Russell Crowe. <laughs> um, this is a pretty funny one. Uh, it's a very good idea of a commercial because... It's, you know, here's Russell Crowe. At this time, he's a big Hollywood actor. He'd, uh, you know, he'd won the Academy Award uh, two years prior with Gladiator, and then he had uh, A Beautiful Mind, which is a really good movie if you have not seen that one. I definitely recommend you guys check that out. 
Um, but apparently, one thing about Russell Crowe that I did not know of, because, you know, I was 16 going on 17. You are 16 going on 17. Or I could do that famous family guy joke. You are going on... So anyway, Russell Crowe liked to fight, apparently. So, so the whole idea of the show is... Here's Russell Crowe. He is dressed up as a sailor, and he likes to fight people. That's a pretty quick idea. So during the uh, while they're watching this, Stan's sister Shelley comes in, and she takes over the TV because I gotta watch Buffy, you turds. So Stan actually convinces Shelly to let them have the TV. But the condition is that she's on her period and one of the guys has to go buy her tampons. So in the end, it ends up being butters. So while we're seeing this, um, Russell Brand, or Russell Brand, damn it, I'm going to keep saying that. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, Russell Crowe, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe starts finding people, obviously. Um, now, at one point... And, well, actually, I'll save that for a little bit. That's a little bit ahead. Um, now, Carmen is with them, and he thinks that the TV... Like, the color is saturated, and he tries to fix the TV color, and Carmen accidentally breaks the TV. Like, he, the TV just blows up so the boys start to freak out and they're trying to think of okay where can we go watch this so as butters is coming back he is told of the situation and they decide to go to kyle's house well ike because he's a genius is watching the mcneil lehrer report which I did not know it was an actual show until this week. So Kyle takes over the TV, and we get this scene where Russell Crowe fights a bunch of Chinese people. And you're like, Oi, I'm in China. There's over one billion people here. But you know what? I like fighting. So I'll fight all these Chinese people. So as this is going on, Gerald comes in, and he says to Kyle that you know that... This is Ike's time to watch TV. The 10 to 11 o'clock hour is Ike's TV time. And he has to watch the McNeil Lehrer Report. So, they get kicked out. So, one of the great jokes throughout this episode is the boys running back and forth. Back and forth in the neighborhood, you know, with all the stuff. All the foods, all the drinks. Carmen is dragging along. He's like, see, see. You guys, see they? So they stop and they think about, okay, well, where can we go? Well, Carmen says that they can't go to his house because their house is being, uh, you know, defumigated because of something with bugs. Butters says that they can't go to his house. Wait till later to find out why. So then they realize, well, wait a minute. Chef has a brand new TV. Why don't we go to Chef's house? 
So they go to Chef's house and, you know, Hello there, children. Hey, Chef. So they come in, they turn the TV on, and they start watching the Russell Crowe show. And another joke throughout the show is, you're watching the Russell Crowe show. I didn't even know you liked him. Oh, we don't. We're just watching it for the new Terrence and Phillip movie trailer. So here they, you know, the, the, now Russell Crowe's about ready to go to a commercial. But he does introduce his good pal, Tugga. How you doing, Tugga? So they go to the commercial break. And that and this is something that's very good about this episode is how they break the you know segments up, which is what I really like about this episode is the way they break the segments up to where it's like, okay, you know the 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 commercial's going to happen when Russell Bur or Russell Crowe's show is going to go on a commercial break, and then it's going to have it on the next one and the next one. So they do that really good. So we come back from the first set of commercials, and the trailer has not played yet. And Stan's like, "Oh yeah, you know what? They're not going to play it on the first set of commercials. They're going to they're going to save it up for later. They were going to you know they're going to save it up for when it gets really good." So Russell Crowe is in Harlem, New York, and he has his tree. And he sees, and he talks about how Harlem is home for a bunch of minorities. And he's at a basketball court. And, you know, there are some guys playing basketball. Um, so, you know, he's watching, and then one of the players started starts noticing him. And Russell Crowe gets up, and he starts fighting everyone. So... Chef, while this is going on, shows the boys the new TV, and he accidentally sets the TV off because he makes the TV go into human eradicate mode. So this TV becomes like a real life robot, and it goes and, you know, it just goes to life and tries to kill everyone. So the boys start freaking out. Meanwhile, while this is going on, uh,. Russell Crowe has this one great line where he says to one of the guys, Hi, you guys fight like a bunch of Norwegians. Love you, Fro. So Russell Crowe keeps fighting. So then the boys decide to go to the bar. Because, you know, bars have TVs. It's true. I can't think of a bar that does not have a TV. So they go to the bar, and we get to Russell Crowe, and he talks about the fight in Harlem, and he notices that it got edited short. So he goes to find the editor, and he's like, Oh, why'd you edit my fight? And the guy's like, well, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's a show. And so Russell Crowe starts beating up the editor. Then all of a sudden... The bartender kicks the guys out because they're underage, and Lord knows a bar having four eight-year-olds in it would be big trouble, so they get kicked out of the bar. Meanwhile, Chef is trying to figure out what the hell to do with this TV. He's on the other line with uh, the, the TV group and just can't figure it out. So, while that's going on... Um, while that's going on, Russell Crowe is with Tugger... And Russell Crowe talks about how, you know, there's so many good things that he likes to do. Uh, he likes to fight people, as we know. And he's a good actor. 
But one thing that he does is he likes to sing. Now, Tugger got into a relationship with a boat and broke up. So he's like, I know what, cheer up, old Tugger. I'll sing you a song. And the boat's like, no, no. So Russell Crowe starts singing his song. And Tugger puts on these ear, these big earmuffs to try to block out the song. And, you know, it's like, no, no. And then Tugger gets, and this is so cartoonish. It's so good. Tugger pulls out a gun. And shoots himself. And Russell Crowe is just broken apart. It's like, no, Tugger, you are my best friend. So, while that's going on, the boys go to a, a retirement home. And all these old people are there watching TV. And the boys take control of the TV to watch the Russell Crowe show. And we get to the next commercial because we're sort of left in a cliffhanger of, will Tugger be alright? Will Tugger live? So, we come back from the second set of commercials, and no trailer yet. So, the boys are watching the show, and the old people are like, We don't like this show. This is stupid. And Carmen's in control. It's like, Hey, I have the remote. That means I get to control it. You have to shut up. So, then we get to the hospital, where Russell Crowe is with, you know, he's waiting, and he's crying because, you know, Tugga's his best friend. So, the doctor goes over to him, and he tries to explain to Russell Crowe that, you know, Tugger's going to be alright. But Russell's like, hold on, hold on, man, hold on, man. Alright. And the doctor's like, uh, are you ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. Alright. So, the doctor tells, you know, Russell Crowe that Tugger's going to be alright. And, you know, Russell Crowe starts beating up the doctor, because he's Russell Crowe. Meanwhile, the old people decide we got a way to get you guys out of our out of our room. And they start farting. They just let out farts. And that kicks the boys out of there. So the boys then run and they and Stan realizes, well wait a minute. We got a black and white TV in our house. Maybe we can watch it on there. So they run back to Stan's house. And Butters realizes that this entire time, he's had Shelly's tampons. Well, as they're trying to get into the door, here's this big pool of blood going through the door. And, well, you guys can figure out that at this point, Shelly's had her, period. So... After that happens, the boys are like, okay, we gotta go somewhere else. We gotta go somewhere else. And they decide to go to Cartman's house, even though it's being defum or you know fumigated, they still go to Cartman's house. So the fumes nearly kill them while watching the show. And they watch a little bit, and Russell Crowe is like, you know, I had a real scare there. I almost lost my friend Tugger. So you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna fight cancer! We're, come on, cancer! We're gonna fight you! So, then the boys decide, you know, they can't make it in this house. The, you know, the fumes from the 
you know, from the from all this going on is gonna kill him. So then they see a bunch of crack addicts with the TV, and they decide to watch TV with the crack addicts. Um. Then they are watching, and oh my god, this part! <laughs> Russell Crowe's like, "Ah, right, so you know, we can't really fight cancer, so." Here's what we're gonna do. Here's a guy with cancer. We're gonna beat up cancer in him. And he starts beating up this poor guy. It's like, you know cancer. Boom, 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 boom. And it's just so bad. It's just funny. It just is. So then, one of the crack addicts gets shot by Chef's TV. And, you know, the boys run away. And the boys are like butters. Are you sure we can't go into your house to watch this? And Butters is like, well, sure. We, we can't go in. And they're like, why not? And this is such a good setup because this is, you know, it's like, we can't go to Butters' house. We can't go to Butters' house. Now we know why here. Because his parents are not home. He is sleeping over at Stan's place. They could not find a babysitter for Butters. And they're like, you've got to be kidding me. So, 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 they all go to Butters' house. And they make it in time for the next set of commercials. And still no trailer. So, you know, they're finally there. They're ready. Um, and the show goes to one last break. And it's the trailer. The trailer is seen for the new Terrence and Phillip movie, which is called Asses of Fire 2. Um, so, you know, they see the trailer and they're celebrating. And it's like, oh my god, it's the greatest thing! Oh! And... Somebody recorded the commercial so everyone could see it, and they all go over to, I think it was Token. So they all go over to Tokens, and they run over so they could all watch the trailer again. So now we go back to Russell Crowe, and it's the end of his show, and he's got his wallaby with him, which didn't even come until the very end. And then this little girl sees Russell Crowe, and she's like, yeah, it's Russell Crowe! And then... <coughs> he makes fun of her and says, oh, a And he's about to fight the little girl when Tugger goes, oh. And that horn means that it's the end of the show. And Russell Crowe sits sailing away as he will continue to fight around the world. And we end the episode with the with Chef's TV still on the killer rampage trying to shoot and kill people. And that is the episode the new Terrence and Philip movie. Alright, what did I think about this episode? This is such a funny episode. And it's basically for no reason. Like there is a plot. There is a plot. The plot is the boys are trying to see a trailer, but it's like, he, okay, like, how, how can I describe this? 
it is there is a plot but it's not really a plot and it's so dumb yet it's so good the whole thing with Russell Crowe is absolutely hilarious they nail Russell Crowe down as far as how he talks and what he does. Uh, like I said, I don't know about his fighting stuff. I've never paid that much attention to it. Um, this is a very fun episode. Oh my gosh. If you're just looking to waste 30 minutes of your life not having a care in the world and you want to watch an episode of South Park that has no significance as far as what happens to the future of the show. No true storylines that's going to come back to bite them in the ass. And you're just looking for fun. This is an episode that I really, really recommend you watch. I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. It's a really good, funny episode. I really, really enjoyed it. So... Where did the idea of this episode come from? Well, according to the South Park website, at the time, Russell Crowe seemed to constantly get into fights a lot. Well, that's pretty, pretty easy. Now, in the production notes, according to the Wikipedia, in the DVD commentary of this episode, Trey Parker stated that this episode was made just to rip on Russell Crowe after he and Matt Stone had an uncomfortable incident with the actor. According to Parker, he and Stone were invited to the Crow's house to listen to and give their thoughts on the demo tape for his album. However, when they arrived, Parker claims there were a handful of Crow's friends there, and the demo tape, in quotes, was, in fact, a complete album that Crow simply wanted all his friends to listen to in its entirety. Parker offered a suggestion to improve one of his one of the songs, which apparently did not sit well with Crow and led to this episode. Despite this, however, Parker and Stone claim there are no hostile feelings between them and Crow. Crow has since publicly stated that he enjoyed the episode and even contacted the duo to congratulate them on the success of their movie, Team America World Police. Parker also stated that Crow was a really cool guy and a very talented actor, which he actually is. The latter referencing how bad he and Stone secretly thought the album was, which Parker described as, oh my god, I can't believe this, Bon Jovi meets Hepatitis B. Wow. Well, that's your thoughts on the album. Um... <laughs> This is, in fact, the only South Park episode to take place in real time. So, real quick, before I get into IMDb, let's take a look at Russell Crowe's album. Um, just to have fun, you know. Um, if I can... Hold on, I, I gotta find it first. I, I wanna find, uh... Alright, so, he released an album in 2001. Um, oh, you know what, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me, let me back up here a little bit. Um, let 
So, okay. There is an album that came out in 2001. This is the one that Trey and Matt were talking about. And the album is called Bastard Life or Clarity. That is the actual name of the album. There are eight... Actually, there are ten tracks on this album, which include Things Have Got to Change, Memorial Day, Hold You, Sail Those Same Oceans, The Legend of Barry Cable, Somebody Else's Princess, Wendy, The Night That Davy Hit the Train, Swept Away by You Facing the Headlights Alone, and Judas Cart. Alrighty. Well, uh, how did some of the people feel on Amazon about uh, this album by Russell Crowe? Well, let me let me read you one of the positive responses, and then I'll read you one of the negative responses. Uh, this this review was written by Stacy Harden about almost 16 years ago. She wrote. I just recently got this album. I bought it without hearing any songs. Well, after hearing some song samples and seeing the video to Sail Those Same Oceans, I knew I made the right decision. This is a true talented band. It's safe to say that Russell Crowe is an all-around talent. He's not just another actor-slash-wannabe singer. Even if you're not a fan of his, that shouldn't matter. The whole band is very good. As for the songs, the songs are great. They each tell a story of some kind. My favorite songs are Sail Those Same Oceans and Judas Cart. I have been playing those songs over and over and over and over again. I can also safely say that the rest of the songs are very good. It's too bad that not many people have discovered Toe Fog. That's the name of the band. But I can see the critics say that it's just another actor trying to be a singer. But that's not the case with this band. They have been around for a while. Even if Crow wasn't an actor, he would have been known as a singer. And he's got a great voice to boot. If you're hesitant to take a chance to discover the great music of Toe Fog, don't be. I highly recommend this album and the band. Their time is coming. It's just around the bend. Alright, so that was one of the many positive reviews. Now let's read one of the negative <laughs> reviews. One of the one-star um, reviews. Um, no name on this one, but this is a pretty good one. After listening to this CD, I was deeply moved to go to the bathroom and puke. I almost couldn't write this review because I couldn't stop staring at the cyst-like growth sprouting like Mount Everest between Russell Crowe's eyebrows. For a, ma for a man who makes $20 million a picture, it seems like he could get that taken care of. It wasn't enough for him to ruin Meg Ryan's marriage. He had to go and infect the world with his noxious music. I hesitate to use the term music. Songs like The Night When Davy Hit the Train make me wonder what the is going on in Australia. Did Russell kill Davy? He should spend less time beating up reporters and more time developing some sort of musical ap aptitude. Australia has already imposed Crocodile Dundee on America. Do we really need Russell? Buy this CD! If you enjoy your eardrums being assaulted with Russell's in-ed blundering on the guitar, 
His singing is undescribingly off-key and an insult to the vocal cords. Russell, you should have stayed down under. Good day, mates! Well, uh, I think it's safe to say that that person really hates that album. <laughs> oh my goodness, I just had to bring that up. Alright, now let's get to IMDB. And another round of, you know, another good round of voting here of the 1,492 IMDB users on the site. The average rating of this episode is an 8.2 out of 10. To break it down into bigger details, 394 people gave this episode a 10. 261 people gave this a 9. 377 people gave it an 8. That's the rating that I gave it. And again, for some odd reason, we have people that don't like these episodes. 35 people gave this episode a 1. Uh, in the male-to-female demographic, over 1,100 males voted, and the average rating of this episode is an 8.2. However, 100 women voted on this episode, and the average rating is an 8.3. So it is a really, really... Again, I, I would like to see more of the women voting here as much as the men. I don't know if I'll ever get that, but... It's good to see that there are voters on of both genders. All right, uh, got some uh, reviews from you know the IMDb crew, and I'll start off as always with Gangsta Hippie. Gangsta Hippie wrote, "This South Park episode is a fairly funny episode about four boys who have to sit through a crappy show called." Russell Crowe's fighting around the world so they could see the new exclusive Terrence and Phillip movie trailer. There was no YouTube back then as this is 2002. So what basically happens is Cartman breaks their TV and they have to frantically go around town searching for an available TV to watch the trailer on. In the Russell Crowe show, he basically goes around the world with his tugboat and fights people. It's hilarious. The show also had has Chef's new TV turning into a killer robot. Yeah, this is a pretty entertaining and good South Park episode. The other review is from Rain Dog Jr. Rain Dog Jr. writes, A good episode full of constants. The kids want to watch the first preview of the new Terrence and Phillip picture, but they will be around the town searching a TV. Cartman will be away, always having problems to run every time the kids change place in their search for a TV. Chef will be trying to fix his new impressive TV, and Russell Crowe will be fighting all around the world. In the mini-commentary of the DVD, Trey Parker tell us about a personal experience with Crowe that together will, will all the news about Crowe's temperament were reasons to make fun about him. According to both Trey and Matt, Crow's music is to pull the trigger against you, as eventually Tugger did. And even that, until today, I have never heard anything of Crow's music. Is just sense to say that the guys are right. Anyway, Crow invited Trey and Matt for listening his new album, so Trey thought that it was because Crow wanted to hear advices, yet and eventually Trey found that the album was finished, and that Crow will not take will not take his only advice. They are funny telling this stuff. 
Apart for a part of the hilarious stuff with Crow fighting against cancer, but where are fighting against cancer? But where is the cancer? Let's fight against people with cancer then. And the trailer of Terrence and Philip new film. The best thing of this episode is that the commercials are for us and for the boys too. So this time to watch this episode on DVD is not the appropriate way. Like I said, this is a very, very good episode. Definitely worth recommending. Alright, that's going to wrap it up for this week. So going to do the quick plugs. You can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97. Join our Facebook group, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. You are right there. And don't forget to visit my Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Bill's World of Podcasts, where your help, your donations can help not only this podcast, but so many other podcasts that I do, including That Wrestling Show, Nostalgia Crew, and Untitled Movie Project. Next week, I will be reviewing the episode Professor Chaos, and I'm going to give my thoughts on the ending, and in particular, one part of the ending, and, and it's going to be a big focus for me of this episode. So I hope you guys tune in next week. Thanks for listening to this episode. You guys have been listening to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast.